0: Be like no that's not true i
1: i don't i don't know what to say uh wait what what's popping up on my screen i don't know i don't feel like i authorized this message i gotta get, get rid of that real quick That's not it's not important <laughs> uh, let's just get rid of that real quick that's <laughs> not really to see here everybody uh, yeah anyway talking about uh things about world bosses yeah These lands once held the hopes of an entire civilization. When the great apocalypse occurred, great behemoths laid waste to what little defense remained at the last valiant strongholds. Now that the people had arrived on Vera again, it would only be a matter of time before the Cinderborn sought to conquest these great titans and exact retribution for their siege of Vera. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders. Your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back, Daedalus.
0: Hello everyone.
1: Also, welcome back, Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> it's great to have you here, gentlemen. We are down a Pathfinder today, but I understand that Armored Cell will be here next week. We just wasn't able to make it today, but we will miss him and his uh, Dark Lord um, self. This is going to be fun to see how this goes for him this week when he hears us and he comes back. <laughs> because he is the true Dark Lord, and it's important that you all recognize who's the Dark Lord. It is Armored Cell of the Cult of Stevenism. There it is, everybody. Okay. Before we dig in, I want to give a big shout out to the home of this podcast over at whereasheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes is a creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thanks so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater. Week after week, friends. Speaking of the show, you want to show us some love, you can go bump us in the algorithm by leaving a comment on our iTunes. Where's that at, Sam? Well, here's where you go. You go over to at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Feel free to give us a follow over there so you don't miss the shows. And look at the pinned post at the top. You'll see all the podcast places, one of which is iTunes. You click on that. You go to there. You check it out. You leave a comment. You give it five stars, and that comment's appropriate. Well, we'll read it here live on the show. You can also call in if you're bold enough to leave your voice Leave us some love. Let us know how we're doing. You can call into 1-539-664-6801, and you can shoot a message to our mailbag over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com. Okay, friends, Knights of the Phoenix, we are still recruiting. We are a community-based guild. It is the spearhead of this greater community for all things around Ashes, Ashes HQ, uh, Ashes Pathfinder podcast, and... The greater community here around this live stream that we uh hang out on regularly. So if you're interested in a cool community for well hang with the homies, but also Ashes of Creation, feel free to shoot me a DM on Discord. Um community day we have coming up again is gonna be this Friday, the 16th. Um, and so if you're interested in jumping in, I believe we're gonna do, I'm not sure it's probably gonna be either Ark or it's gonna be uh um City of Heroes again, but we'll we'll chat about it in Discord this week. And also, I've got to say to everybody, homies, yeah, I, I feel like each week I'm going, hey, thanks a lot, friends. You all rock. Uh, I appreciate it. Ashes HQ on YouTube is just shy. I mean, probably roughly 10 away at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. Nope. Is it 10? Let's check and see. Nope. Eight away, actually. It's actually gone up. 10 followers on there since earlier this morning, believe it or not. Yeah, it's crazy. You all are phenomenal. We are growing. We're about to hit 5K on our Ashes HQ YouTube friends. We've got a new, um, well, we've got cosmetics to talk about. We've got the most recent... Game guide up talking about bounty hunting. There's been some pretty interesting discussions there. We're gonna talk about one or two things related to that. I'm also gonna pull uh, from Glunberg, who actually left us a comment over on the last Pathfinder podcast. Thought we had a fun, interesting discussion there. So I think we're gonna showcase that today on the show as well. Um, and yeah, so thanks everybody. Uh, we are actually winding down on the Alpha One BODs. You all asked me to take all the footage I had. Cut that stuff up. It's taken me months. Months. I've been doing this for months, and it has chapped my ass, but I've done it, and I've stayed the course as we do, because love y'all, and I gave you my word, but I'm so glad it's over, because the last one's been cut up, and we're going to get two episodes, one Tuesday and Thursday this week, and the other two, part three and four, will be uh, next Tuesday and Thursday the following week. That'll be it, but... So many people were requesting as I was posting those, hey, Sam, can you like maybe give us some smaller chunks of this? Easier to digest, not so like long and the whole thing. And I'm like, well, you all asked for the whole thing. So I did that. But now I'm going to go back and I'm going to take – smaller chunks of different content like fighting ancients dragons fun moments things like that i'm gonna highlight those into small pieces closer to probably i don't know eight to 15 minute chunks or something and start posting those as we move into like the october frame so for those of you who are like they're just too too beefy too lengthy i don't know if i can handle all that well it's okay (laughs) it's okay all right daedalus i'm trying to make you laugh a little bit man but you almost, almost got you there it's okay i'm going to be cutting them up into shorter pieces for y'all so if you haven't checked out the game guide on bounty hunting we got one every friday got fazel though look at him over there those hand over his face covering well, his- I, I think
0: he <laughs> m- might be reacting to my comment in chat but... mm. yep
1: wow really guys i just I re- what's that that's oh. why i
0: was laughing dude sorry oh my like,
1: god dude
0: what it's not you it's me <laughs> it,
1: so for the people that are going if you're listening to this and you're not watching this and even if you're watching this on youtube later you're gonna go but sam i can't see the chat that's why i say join us here sundays 5 p.m cdt on twitch for the live show however with that being said he states i request the ultimate defense footage I remember briefly a moment in the awful one. <laughs> it's not a lie. It's true. It was brief. It was a brief moment where something related to that might have occurred. Um, I, I may or may not do that. Uh, it, I'll take it into consideration, Daedalus. Um, but if you haven't, you. you're welcome. We get, we've been doing game guides, man, every single Friday, okay? Every Friday, like clockwork. So if you want to help Ashes HQs, YouTube, and well, even even the the website grow, everybody literally just go over there, show some likes, share some likes on the videos that we've been putting out, leave a comment, leave your thoughts. You might know a lot about these things already. Um, you might catch the podcast here, but it's the number one way, absolutely free way to help help this show help all of the game guides the ashes hq domain actually to grow so if you go get some likes and comments show some love share your thoughts it will help immensely you can count on every friday getting a game guide and even when we get to the point where i get caught up on those which should be before the end of the year we will still have revisions of game guides and there's some special videos that were requested that will start coming out that will also be guides in fact, they're going to be, well, I guess you'll have to wait and see. Okay, friends, here's what we're going to do. We got some things to chat about. I want to actually talk about showcasing some of what was in the community comments on these, uh, these actual uh, most recent um, videos, the podcast and the other things. We got cosmetics to talk about today as well. We'll talk about that briefly. Um, these were kind of interesting I saw some people in our discord that were actually talking about getting some as well and um yeah I guess let's catch up a little bit anything stand out for y'all the past week in regard to Ash's news I know there hasn't been a lot anything in particular you want to catch up with the 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 rest of the homies let's know how you've been doing
0: um I would just say I'm just you know, actually pretty interested in what they did with the cosmetics this month um uh, that's kind of been where I'm at and I'm definitely looking forward to our discussion runs around caravans and bounty hunters which are mm-hmm. and we had a really good discussion about caravans last time so i'm yeah. looking forward to digging into that a little bit more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: how
1: about you there bunny
2: um hmm. i've been thinking a lot recently about uh rangers oh well we know that that's
1: going to be coming up next month what have your
2: thoughts been yeah. This yeah, month, actually like what i Yeah. Oh, this month. yeah, but... my
0: bad.
2: yeah. What they sit <laughs> so i've I've been expecting like what certain uh skills that they use, what they would show all these things it's just simple things I'm just expecting information at this point, <laughs> yeah dude I
1: think the i'm- you know what I'm curious about with the ranger is what compared to like the alpha zero stuff we're gonna see that could potentially have shifted and changed, but i'm mm-hmm. I'm even more curious about. Uh, if we're going to just see ranger or if we're going to see augmentation augmentation because we saw the weapon master remember we didn't actually just get the fighter we got the we got an augmentation variation that they showed off when we kind of saw the fighter stomping on some rocks and stuff but i'm curious to see what has changed and and like what maybe has also remained the same it'll be interesting to see what they've got there yeah for sure definitely Mm -hmm. curious definitely definitely curious um Man, you know, on the Bounty Hunters video, I I got a comment from someone who is basically the long and short of it was, you know, when you know, when I when I do the game guides, I basically talk about like, you know, how ashes is trying to bring the massive back to massively multiplayer. I Mm -hmm. actually got a critical comment and I was like, well, this is strange. They basically were triggered by the word massive and their reasoning for being triggered by the word massive was that they said that they didn't believe that Intrepid Studios was actually going to be bringing a massive, uh, massively multiplayer game basically because of the fact that they say it's not for everybody. And so they were triggered because they were like, and I, I'm like, I think that you understand the context of massive back to massively multiplayer. That's for their game. That's regard to their systems. They want to focus on large scale, community oriented interaction, like as a whole, right? And that that is what the massive really represents, doesn't it? It means you have a lot of different people engaging in some form of content together on a massive scale. Now, massive can probably be defined by like, you know, we can look at that from a quantitative perspective, if we want to, um, as opposed to the qualitative and look at the numbers. But I don't know, what do you guys think about that? That thought, that
0: sentiment.
2: Still trying to think how he. Hmm. What was he expecting? <laughs> it's an MMO. A of good course, frame reference. A... He'll 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 target the masses, sure, but at the where do I even start? Yeah.
0: Wherever you so want when to, when you money. create
2: a game, you'll have a certain. Thing that you want to build you have mm-hmm. a certain lines and messages you want to put through, the way the things are designed and everything uh, certain core elements are targeted for the masses but there's certain elements inside the game will not mm-hmm. be targeting for masses, it's going to be targeted for specific people so it's an MMO that you have to have a huge community to play this game in order to make it work So yeah, I guess I I could.
0: (laughs) I I could describe my reaction in one word, and that would be mm -hmm. misconfused because this is just it. Just does not compute to me that like we've spent so much time like moving away from this massive element that drew an audience in to begin with to turn it into like a single player experience. Yeah. And and essentially killing the MMO. Like I know just for a fact, if I just take a look at not like content aside, like systems aside, if I just look at the social experience from when I started playing MMOs to where they are now in most mm. games, it's it's almost in my opinion, it's demotivating for me because my like the biggest thing that I enjoyed wasn't, it didn't matter what the systems were. It didn't matter how much like I wasn't like feeling my character on one day or the other, or was feeling my character one day or the other. It was the stuff that happened along the way with your buds. Like those are the things I remember. I don't remember like, you know what my spec was in vanilla, you know, wow. But I remembered the night a bunch of us got lost in sunken temple and just were laughing into the like wee hours of the night because of that, you know, I mean, it was just Mm. that kind of thing where it was just really simple stuff, you know, and you were just, there's a camaraderie element. And even so, like, even like the rating element as well, right. It was, it's very focused nowadays on like individual power. Like if I'm not the highest DPS, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. But there's a, And it's turned like a lot of those major encounters away from like that coordination. Right. And it's almost become like a toxic experience because you're really focused on not necessarily forming Mm. a team. You're just, you've got like a bunch of, you know, a a bunch of people that want to be the head chef as opposed to like having different roles and people, you know um, you know, fill different roles. So like personally, I guess I don't get why there's such a, um, reaction to the massive part of it. I definitely want to bring that back. I mean, that was node systems aside, which was really interesting to me when Steven said, I want to bring the massive back into massive multiplayer. I'm like, cool. Love that. Really? Love that idea because it it's a game like this lives and dies based on its community. Right. And we've even seen this in games like WoW and others, right? That if you don't have a community that's really totally behind it, or you have like a more of a splintered or, um, how should I say, like, I'm not niche, but like a clicky community, those types of environments don't last for very long. Yeah. People leave, and mm-hmm. like, guilds explode and that kind of thing. Right. So I, I I'm hoping, right, um, that that opinion isn't, the norm i don't think it is given how much popularity even in you know alpha pre-alpha that ashes of creation has uh but still it's it's very disappointing to kind of see that type of opinion and i i definitely obviously don't share that because we're if we're trying to get back to what made the massive multiplayer experience what it was when people always talk about hey back in vanilla or back in the first iteration of x y and z game right it was really fun it was because you had a bunch of people getting together doing stuff
1: Mm yeah or just that you'd interact within the world in general right because it wasn't this lobby based sort of thing where you queued for everything because you actually had to be in the world doing stuff
0: yeah and we're a mute for like a you know 20 30 minute dungeon I, which just it <laughs> drives me up the wall. Like I remember, like in dungeon experiences, I was talking, like texting in game the entire time, like mm. cracking jokes and blah blah blah, right? Just trying to get people to kind of you know, do their thing. And it was like, you know, okay, you know, everybody's got the personality of drywall in this group. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks. Nice. And then everybody leaves without a word too. The only time they talk is like, hey, you know, you got a drop that I want. Can I have that? which is like much different from what it was in kind of earlier days in the MMO when it was new and people were excited to interact with each other. Um, and I think that's that's what I want to bring back is the excitement of interacting with each other and and building the community, even if it's not necessarily like within your own guild as much. It's like going out and meeting new people and, and networking, if you yeah. will, like between them. I mean, that's how I, you know, met a lot of and built a lot of friendships was just random dungeons that I would like, you know, people were looking for people and you just start chatting while you're waiting for groups to form and so on. It wasn't just like you said, this kind of this delivered lobby experience where you were just, you know, waiting for the next queue to pop.
2: But I think I think there's like one of the reasons the like this element died out over the years is the rise of uh communication like Skype mm. Discord they all help. these things team speak yeah. they just um it didn't necessarily force people to isolate themselves in a certain group but it did help like oh, okay i got my original group right here i just go back to them and play with them uh, that type of thing and do the dungeons with them, so I I can see your point when uh, first when MMOs first came out, where people were actually actively trying to go uh, to find people through the forums, all mm. these things. I might not live that experience, but I can see it happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like the you know the. More mainstream of voice chat requirements, like in in guilds and communities and whatnot, definitely mm-hmm. help with that. But I'm like even talking about like within guilds and communities, or like even Ooh. just doing a random dungeon. Like right? people aren't interacting mm-hmm. with each other. There's they're just focused on one thing. Um, yeah, and yeah. and I think I I don't know what what caused that other than the fact that you've made grouping more convenient um and i think even even blizzard admitted that you know hey this dungeon finder was a mistake like personally i was like all about the dungeon finder i'm like oh man this is going to make things so easier and i didn't really think yeah i didn't think it through because at the end of the day it, it turned like that whole experience into like it just something that wasn't fun like content aside right you know content can be fun or not but just some of that is even like interacting with within a group. Like when I was in a when I'm in a guild group, I rarely like when I was, you know, playing like MMOs, I rarely like to be in a pug group just because I didn't like that whole like scene and how it worked because people wouldn't interact with each other. So I mm-hmm. really always and then I'm like, I'm not gonna group up unless it's with a guild group. Um and that's kind of why. I necessarily didn't do as much um, of that like mythic plus progression and all of that, because I was usually just, you know, waiting for a guild group to get together um, or, you know, depending on what guild I was in and like how much time I had to spend, it was a lot of the leveling was just solo leveling pretty much. Because there Fair wasn't enough. that le- same level of interaction.
1: Mm. You know, it's it's interesting because when you talk about that's something I've actually given a lot of thought as well. And if you guys are in while looking at chat, you two in this in this in here right now on the round table, you don't get the vote. You see that in chat, you don't get the vote. That's not for you. Okay, don't try to rig the system either. Ignore it. Don't lo- don't look at it. Don't worry. Okay.
2: Um, what do you mean? So- <laughs> I just entered the prediction pool. And I clicked on my name, and it works. That's great. All right. Let's,
1: just, let's, let's I'll stay on I'm going to work to stay on task here. Originally with World of Warcraft, I totally felt like that was going to be really, oh, I don't know, convenient. Ooh, it's the word that comes up all the time, isn't it? Thought it would be really convenient, thought it would be beneficial. I didn't, you know, and I don't think very many of us really looked at or or probably even the developers at the time, right? Looked at hey, we're going to you know, create this like cued dungeon finder, whatever you will call it, and we're going to see if we can help people to be more engaged with things more frequently, have it be easier for them to access the content they want. Maybe people aren't engaging in dungeons as much because of the fact that they're, you know, it's it's not, you know, based on cost-benefit time analysis as far how much time they've got to play. It may not be idea, ideal for them to go and have to run around to dungeons and get summoned and, and all those things in that game. Um, so let's make it easier for them I, mean, I don't think they really like thought ahead and I don't think even we thought ahead to like how is this potentially gonna negatively impact um, you know our interaction in game and I mean I agree with what Fazel saying I also agree with you Daedalus. I think that over time I think it's natural that when you have other communication methods that people and communities can utilize that they're gonna they're gonna utilize it right but then you've also got this, very clear change that you can't tie into that that occurred in the in the mmorpg games in general where people just generally don't like one of the ones and this is the ones that used to drive me nuts is when somebody just randomly would invite me to a group and they wouldn't they wouldn't even say anything to me there's like they don't even say anything like i by the way if you're ever in Ashes and you just send me a group invite and I just deny it. Just know that that's like my absolute normal decision. I don't think about it. I just do it because to me, that's not socializing and that's, I I don't have any interest in doing that. Right. Because I can't stand that. Like I I like it when people are are like going, Hey, and they're chatting in the game and they're like, Hey, can anybody help me figure this out? Like, I know it seems like it's a small thing to be so focused on but this is one of the things that for me over time started to not take place it's not commonplace as much when i go back to like oh five or something oh six oh four whatever and i'm playing an mmorpg people would chat in the game they chat in the zone chat they chat in guild chats and stuff now guild chats i could totally understand that like you eventually get to where maybe you're just using discord or ventrilo or um TeamSpeak or mumble even back in the day right um you use those right and so maybe you're not chatting in in guild chat as much but i felt like it was something i noticed that always ended up becoming part of what has been missing for me is just that general zone chat global chat where people are talking trade chat in some games like world of warcraft where people are talking yeah. and they're running around like hey can someone help me with this or you run by somebody and it's like you know you get a message going hey do you need some help right right or, hey, could you help me with this or whatever? Like those little small gestures, they're almost never there these days, generally speaking. At least not for me in my experience, right? I'm not saying they don't exist. But when I look at them comparatively, it's slim to none in comparison to like the norm. And and so when people have things to do, they very rarely even go ask for help. They just invite someone to a group and they don't, It it's so impersonal. And to me, that's a part of the problem that I've always experienced in the decline in the genre, is that something that seems like it's very important to the core of an MMORPG is something people aren't bothering with. Now I'm no, not blaming it on anything, right? There's a lot of reasons for it, um, but I'm just curious. Like, what do you what do you guys think about that? What do you think is like, like the big cause for why you don't see that in games in general? Where Um, you kind of, like, eliminate Discord and things like that as being the reason?
2: Uh, I think a part of it is that MMOs just became a bit easier, a lot easier than back in the day. Like, the need for help has drastically decreased, unless if you're, like... Mm-hmm. really having the worst day of, of playing an MMO <laughs> and you just run through something that you're not supposed to run to. Um, but genuinely, most of the MMORPGs, at least Eastern ones, um, mm. are very, very casual friendly. Most MMOs are casually friendly. So they don't really, yes. really require any help at all.
0: Yeah. What about you, Daylos? Um, I would say like, you know first of all like you know some people might just enjoy you know hiding in the bushes before you know like waiting to ninja something that you know might have you know dropped there as as they walk by so they're trying to keep it on the down low that would be kind of the first no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. but like personally <laughs> personally i think um i think for me the issue is is and all joking aside i think it is more of a focus on what's in it for me than anything like i am the kind of player if like i see somebody like you know in trouble i don't necessarily say anything hey do you need help i'm usually just going in and helping just them.
1: help him out my brother's like yeah
0: that. yeah and, and mm. that was just because that's you know air quotes that's how i was raised man i mean no <laughs> but like in my early days in the mmo right that's that's how i was like i would help mm people and vice versa, right? But I think over time, like people get this like laser focus, like I'm grinding and this is my spot, or I'm doing this quest. Yes. And and I agree with with Faisal as well. I I think even those group quests, people are like, I'm not gonna group. I'm just gonna wait till I out level it or I've got a class that's super OP, um, you know, and I'm gonna go in and you know, and I'm gonna go in and do this group quest. So I agree. It's it's definitely um it's definitely gotten easier even like leveling up
2: okay go ahead i also feel that they've done cleric always dirty because he has to be the the, like the healing slave uh, to any other person (laughs) to level up (laughs) faster
1: yeah unless unless (laughs) you played an alpha one right and you get enough points in there you were just dominating it man yeah they
0: were literally
1: just op right They, they could solo tank and just do crazy things
0: yeah, I'm I'm terrible at like healers in general, and I got I leveled so quick, like quicker than a mage with a cleric. Yeah, and I actually had my player. I can't remember who I was grouping with. Apologies because it's it's been a minute, and you know I'm old and busted, right in the memory right now. But I do remember um, just going in and being so nervous and doing the healing, and it it was a tough fight, but it was fun. I actually enjoyed healing as opposed to like mm-hmm. being like anxious about it. And again, it was it was as much about the content as it was about the people, again, not necessarily people in my community specifically, just random people that got together. And I think that's the other point I want to make, too. I think the mentality of players has changed over time and, right. I, and not the slight like younger players, but I feel like there's like that younger vibe is more like, you know, I, I just notice it's more toxic. It's more like get in your face. I'm, you know, I'm the president, I'm the CEO, I'm the king, you know, that kind of mentality. Whereas before is like everybody was kind of a pleb at the start. And so you kind of had those like, you know, older gamers like myself that appreciated like grouping together and figuring out things together. Um, and so that was like my um, I think my take too is there's also a community dynamic has changed, which I'm hoping, right, with a game, like game systems that support that community element more, because I think that's as much of a factor uh, as anything, is if you have game systems that don't necessarily encourage group gameplay, you're not, people are by default are going to be like, I'm just going to do my thing, man. You know, I'm not going to worry about trying to find people, because that takes more time. But still, I think it's important that you still have those things. You still have a good combination, right? Not everything needs Mm. to require a group. I'm not advocating for that. Even in a massive multiplayer game, you should be able to do things and be valid or um, relevant as a solo player. However, right as you take on more difficult content, the encouragement of a group is really important otherwise you're never going to really build that camaraderie that community um outside of whatever circle of people you have and i think that's just as important as building a community within as building a community without because games like ashes are very focused on reputation very focused on interaction between different types of player groups. And if you don't have that interaction, you're not going to have a game, at least the game that I believe is like what has envisioned um, what Steven and Intrepid have envisioned.
1: Yeah, I I do think that there is definitely something to the fact that over time games have sort of facilitated less need for interactivity. You know, because of the fact that they, you know, because, well, the dungeon system, right? Like dungeon finder. And then to be fair, I think that like when I look back at like Blizzard, for example, I feel like Blizzard should have had a good idea about the fact people weren't engaging as much in game by the time they finally did like implement the raid finder. I feel like the raid finder was like doubling down on what should have been recognized as a problem. Like analytically, there should have been an awareness that like people aren't engaging as much. Um, I also think in games where you get like cross uh realm sort of thing going on or i think those things tend to sometimes probably in like a i don't know i think it's hard to to say like what degree it did but i do think that maybe um that actually kind of played a factor as well um but but generally i think just making it more convenient like i think fazel had actually said that too or like they're becoming like a bit easier like or they're just more convenient in general and so as a result of the fact they I don't make general content very difficult, there's not really even a need for it. But you always it's, get those people uh, that are like just quick invites and you're like, no, I am. I'm like, no.
2: Yeah, it's also the mentality as well. Like yeah. as David suggests, that some people are going into MMOs to grind and that's True. their life. It's true. And some people if you do not play by the meta and by the rules, you will not be able to join that group. It's Very true. it's becoming extremely competitive and extremely grindy. And I get it, and I'm not saying I'm not discouraging people to not to not do that. That's fine, but it does play a role in yeah, into us. Um yeah. <laughs> I know That's, I might mm-hmm. be jaded, but
0: I think with the the blizzard like test case or the case study or whatever you call it yeah. with the raid finder
1: is it a good case study I,
0: I I think and again, my opinion, I don't know what the developers thought mm-hmm. in designing the system, but I feel like the design was very focused on increasing profit more than building community. and and what I think a lot of developers don't realize when they're focused on the almighty dollar um, as as like their like sole focus, right? Is let's just do what we can. I mean, it's kind of I kind of look at it as like the the EA approach to the game. How much can I microtransact in this game so I can make the maximum amount of profit? That's kind of how I felt like what they did with Raid Finder, yeah. right? Is we yeah. need to make it, like loot avenues accessible to all types of players yeah. because that will mean that, Oh, we'll get more players. Right. The reality is it it killed the community. It like it created this whole, um, you know, difference between like, you know, somebody that is just doing raid finder content versus somebody that's doing like heroic and mythic content. So you created that dichotomy there with with within the same content. And you also, again, if you, if you have you know a game with a strong community, you're going to make that profit because people are going to want to play because the community is well welcoming and there's a sense of achievement, right? Some of the mm-hmm. biggest occurrences of joy within like you know MMO games, besides having a good group of friends to play with, is like hey, I did something with my friends and we achieved something or I achieved something myself. Mm-hmm. Either way, right? It's that sense of achievement. What? But when everything becomes easy or at least, you know, you can get like a recolor of the same gear that you would get at every tier. It becomes less and less about, oh, I want to do that content. And it becomes more and more. I'm like, I'm going to wait till I outclass that content and then go back and get the t mug. Yeah. Which is yeah. was a lot of the times was my approach like in wow. And I was I did like I didn't do mythic, right? But I did heroic content. Um, but I always remember I'm like, oh, what's the mythic look like? I need to, you know, in a couple of expansions, I'll go back and get that. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm not I'm not really motivated to do do those higher tiers. Um, because again, I there's other ways I can get, you know, similar gear and still be relevant
1: yeah you just go right. hope that rng guys are on your side and go farm something in the open world and get something that'll blow yeah. away the the <laughs> mythic raider you know how i know because i was doing mythic raiding in freaking legion and then some freaking rando would go in the world be like oh my god i got this today i was just like i'm like it's just there's, it's not based on merit at all is it it drives me nuts no. i'm sorry that just totally triggered me no no <laughs> I'm like, i oh, hear oh. you yeah. <laughs> why is this? Why? Why do we allow this in, in MMORPGs? Blizzard. This is why you You, you know my to... thoughts on RNG, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, they used to drive me nuts, right? Because I was tryharding and doing so good, dude. And then you had this one piece of gear. It was like the best in slot. Right, which I hate the fact best in slot happens so regularly in that game. It's like, oh, but you know, sim, there are gonna be gear, there's gonna be gear that's gonna be considered best. Yeah, of course, but we can have very variations in that, so it's not just one, right? So there's like a way whether it, there's a way through merit in some way to get that same sort of statistic that you need to, to contribute to your theorycrafting crafting your build, right? When it doesn't right. and it's completely RNG, it is one of the worst, strongly undermining choices that you can have in an MMORPG, in my opinion. It drives me nuts, and I was so triggered. It, in some regard, absolutely helped me go f this at towards the end of Legion. Not even bother with it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basil's like, ah, oh, sleepy. He is. <laughs> So, all right. right, It's definitely a good conversation. And if you are checking this on our YouTube over on Ash's HQ, definitely encourage you to share your thoughts over each of these different discussion points now. And if you're listening, well, there's only one way to kind of be on board with that, like comments on YouTube or bring your ass to our Discord, right, and communicate there around that. We've got channels for the Pathfinder show and Ashes of Creation in general. So we're going to outline... A showcase discussion off of the Ashes HQ, okay, uh, Ashes HQ YouTube from last week on our podcast, and this one specifically came from Glunberg. And I'm going to pull this. Let me pull this up real quick because uh, I had the mistake of not actually having this right in front of my face before I started this. Let me read it real quick for you, friends. Late night comment after a night out. Sorry, I didn't have time to write it sooner. It's okay, man. I hope you had a good night out, buddy. I must say I agree with Asmogold that Intrepid needs to be careful with making everything relying on the caravans when it comes to moving stuff. As he pointed out, Intrepid should not make hindrances that force you to use the caravans, but rather benefits for doing it. Yeah, I know you can carry the goods in your character, but from the sound of it, it's really not a viable option. He also made a point that big things like ship parts, iron beams, and so on should be moved only by the caravans. And when it comes to moving big quantities of smaller objects, I think Intrepid should have different sizes of caravans with different properties. Maybe they will. They definitely will based on components. But, I mean, not all caravans should have to be big. If I have a Pony Girl friend, for instance, I should be able to strap her to a wheelbarrow and get 200% extra (laughs) Carry capacity. <laughs> oh, and I'm laughing where the ha-ha's are. Yeah, pack buell is what he's talking about. The, the concern many have about that, not being able to do anything, in quotes, alone is something I share. I believe that the way around this is to make the small systems in the game have serious value and meaning. I like the reference with the tavern. In a tavern, there can be a lot of small systems, but not more than what a casual player can handle. The tavern won't change the course of history, but it gives meaning and value to those who use it. Now, this was about our last show. Let's talk more specifically around the caravan bit there. Thoughts about that gentleman in no particular order here?
0: Um, well, what I think is important that the caravans do do is mm-hmm. focus on raw resources. Um I think the ship parts comment is actually I also agree with. Right, if it's something that's like a siege weapon or like you know naval upgrades, then yeah, I think that makes sense. But you have to think about it this way: is if you have like certain resources in local markets and you're kind of dealing with that, I mean i I think you're going to break the system if you don't have that ability to trade raw resources, processed goods. I think is something different. And I think when we think about um, like what can happen if things go awry and you like you get killed on the way like transporting goods, I think that should again be limited to raw resources. If you have like processed materials, that's something that I don't think should should drop. I think it should be you know, you're already getting penalized in a way, right, for dying with like experience debt. Right, regardless of whether or not you have corruption and get corruption or what have you. So I think kind of double dipping into like besides raw resources into other things, like again, unless you're corrupted, um, I think is just a little too taxing. Um, so I tend to agree that we need to be very choosy in how we handle um the caravans and what their role is. But I do feel like you're not gonna get away with you know, not like having it still be viable to transport like on your person, right? You're going to have like inventory limits. You're going to have like types of things that potentially can drop. And I think raw resources should be that not processed. Um, Again, that's where I feel like it might be better to balance it that way as opposed to having it be like, you know, having the caravan be kind of an afterthought which i think as much as they're putting into it i would say it's definitely not
2: i mean i'm going to go full business here it's oh. really it really depends on on what loot and what things are going to drop in the world now mm-hmm. there's a really huge problem in mmorpgs in general which is hyperinflation yeah you make it too easy for players to gain material and transport it from one area to the other um, that basically means you're gonna get a lot more money because th- that different area won't have that resources, and basically you'll be have you're having a monopoly on that certain resource, mm-hmm. so you just sky- skyrocket the prices and you're good to go. Um, that being said, I th- I'm not against. I'm not fully against having the idea of having small caravans, but the load capacity should be a lot lower, and it really depends on what the caravan system is supposed to achieve. The caravan system is supposed to achieve to transport huge amount of mm-hmm. material from one area to the other. So unless if you're having a gazillion and one cotton, uh I don't think you're supposed to be using a like. Uh, like that's the only reason why you should be using a caravan. If you have like five cotton pieces, just put it in your bag and go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask Except you something?
1: Basil, I have a question, a business-related question.
2: <laughs> yes. Tell me.
1: Uh, for all of us non-business scrubs, how much is that? A kazillion?
2: Listen, man. <laughs> Those numbers we do not discuss. <laughs> this more because than, once like discuss, you'll just steal them all
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god dude i'm sorry it's been ages since I've been able will give you a hard time oh i agree though because if, if the caravan size is going to be different then clearly you need to be able to have like probably less than a smaller one and be able to carry more in a larger one um yeah i think it's actually quite interesting when you talk about like the big ship parts i think that's an interesting one I, I want to focus on there right where he made a point that big things like ship parts iron beams and so on should only be moved by a caravan i mean i think that's a really good point actually because that puts more meaningfulness um going back to what faze was talking about like what exactly is the caravan system really going to be trying to accomplish how and i hear that and i think well how is it going to be most useful utilize a meaningful system to engage in. And I think if you can give it multiple purposes outside of just specifically like raw materials or resources, you know, the this like sort of very cookie cutter modality for how a caravan can be used. And now it's like, well, you aren't going to be able to ship some, you know, really big beams that you need for like your ship or something. You, you can't do it unless you've got a caravan that's maybe bigger that can actually be utilized to ship those things, and then there's that really interesting risk reward player agency bit that comes into play too, which is really the big part of the the point to make there. I think.
0: Mm. Yeah, agreed. You gotta you gotta make the systems meaningful, right? They're not just window dressings. And again, it's as much as they've gone into like what the caravans can do, I mean, it's, it's there's got to be some weight to what that system is all about if it's so integral to the game and the trade right you you definitely i mean i think minimum it should be raw resources and like anything that's going to mm-hmm. mean like a strategic choice like you know siege weaponry i think is one that i mentioned that you like we talked yes. about naval already mm-hmm. like anything that's going to really or like super you know, you could even maybe say like super rare, like or relics too. I guess relics could be one thing you could use a caravan to transport. That would actually be be a cre- pretty cool gameplay loop where it's like, hey, we need to move this relic from one like node to another or from one like main node to a vassal, because we, we think we might have like a siege coming up or something. Right. I mean, that could also be a way too where okay now your attackers have a choice it's like you know the siege window is coming up but you've caught wind of this caravan carrying this relic and now it becomes a completely different gameplay loop right that has a different motivation so i think there's there's that um definitely uh as an as an opportunity to really make caravans a relevant part of gameplay not just a system that you can take or leave which i think it's important like in general whatever you put into the MMO it's something that people are going to utilize on a regular basis I've been in other MMOs where it's just like systems you have and it's like you could take or leave and it doesn't matter right it's it's just something there for filler Mm -hmm. I don't want to see filler systems I want options that are relevant like the whole like Mariner discussion we had before like That whole gameplay loop, naval caravans, like building, you know, different ships, building different attachments, that feels like a whole gameplay loop that's relevant. And it's made relevant, I would say, in part by like the caravan piece of it, but it's also made relevant by the fact that you've got open waters and there's treasure and there's world bosses. So you're kind of stacking different things that make that gameplay loop viable. I want to continue to see that And all the systems they implement, because if you don't think it through, then you're just going to have a bunch of things like hodgepodge together, and it's not going to be a very coherent or um, consistent experience.
1: Also, I just want to point out that those of you chose to vote in that poll that I nonchalantly put up there about whether or not I would ninja loot the, the winner. Was me. People don't believe I'd actually ninja loop, but it was only fifty-seven percent. That's actually really concerning because I mean, forty-three.
2: Forty-three. You have coordinates under you. Maybe should have a dark, we'll dark overlord. Yeah, I think. We should.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not doing it.
1: Maybe I will in a moment, but you will have to be paying attention to chat if it actually occurs. Um, I just want to point out that that means that there's fifty-seven percent of you here who are honest, and forty-three percent of you who I think are just not but you might be like but sim i actually believe that you would and then i would say get to know me come on just best a little bit more see, than that surface see, level you know Like
2: whoever knows you doesn't get to live live the tale or the day to tell the story <laughs> what do you mean the dude's naked and people think he's crazy because he stole all his <laughs> gear and loot. Come on, bro.
1: <laughs> okay, I think the digital loot like winner for the day is going to be Phasel. So far, no, no pressure, Daedalus. But
0: that no pressure. Well, I mean, I was just thinking like the whole bushes thing. I feel like it's like a a scene from Rambo, right? You cover yourself <laughs> in all the mud. You're just waiting, laying in wait for somebody to kill something that drops something nice, and then you. You just come out there and you just be like you know you just come out of the wall like you just see the eyes coming out of the wall man yeah
1: yeah it's okay i hope you all really enjoy this new poll don't pay attention to the actual <laughs> pay pay attention to the fine print just look at it it's whether yes or no okay all right so <laughs> let's uh let's move on to the next discussion this is why i say if you're not here when we're doing this live man you're just missing out man it's a good time and uh, glenberg great great conversation piece over on ashes hq uh on the comments from the last podcast keep in mind if you all are doing uh doing any uh commenting over there or if you decide that you want to form up an article of your own over on ashes hq um, then you can on asheshq.com, you can go over there and you can uh, form up your own conversation discussion over on the forums that we have there. And we can pull from that as well. We had pulled from uh, there, I think the week before and did one talking about a post that meat hooks had actually shared. So anyway, let's get into the goods here. And I just want to remind people, as we start off and talked about that massive conversation I think it's important to remind ourselves too. And I had actually had a a comment from one of the community members over on the Ashley HQ YouTube this week who made a note. And I thought it was a good reminder. We've got to remember sometimes that people come in and they're critical. Um, And I think sometimes it's, it's always important to remember that they don't always follow it as uh as, as closely as we do, or they're sort of new and they they only have like the one perspective. Maybe they heard from a creator or they only saw one excerpt from somewhere uh, on information. They don't really have a very full picture. So sometimes it is they make not fully rational, well-educated uh, sort of assumptions or determinations or beliefs about something. And it's always it's always good to sort of share the information. So a little kindness goes a long way. So i want to put that out there. Don't forget to share good vibes okay friends we got the new cosmetics and um we're gonna definitely chat about this okay let me go ahead and just throw it on up there no particular order this set was called the order of the giant slayers let me just kind of reel that on back actually because i feel like it's important to just yep pause right there okay the order of the giant slayers and we got um some some new cosmetics, okay? And we can definitely talk about them in some detail. Overall, this was another one that I felt that there was a really nice explanation for everything. A really nice sort of like role play kind of going on there that people can kind of role play with. Really nice like hints at potential orders in the games. But I felt like this definitely went on to talk a bit about hunters and those who hunt um but anyway in no particular order guys like overall thoughts about the cosmetics as they popped up this
0: month i, f- I feel like if uh vera and mad max had a baby this would be the cosmetic set that they would don i love it i think it's it's really cool um yeah especially i think the the hawk the metal hawk was mm, like and i love the yes. eye effects and you see that too in the mount skin which is is cool too. Um, but yeah i mean i i do like the whole mad max vibe that this has and i'm really stoked about this one line in that um costume skin to battle the leviathans of vera hell yeah i can't wait to see what they mean by leviathans i mean Mm -hmm. we've already seen some of like the really large like world boss types Mm -hmm. man that just that that, that that's that was just some some good nerd vibes there right there so yeah definitely I, good stuff
2: i enjoy the name of the of the grapoon <laughs> just it's amazing it's funny. Whoever <laughs> thought of that is just thank you
1: <laughs> definitely is very interesting looking right it kind of gives me a little bit of like a it gives me a little bit of like mech vibes that we got going on here, which kind of uh, makes me wonder a little bit about the future of the game as well. I'm not trying to expand upon this, but when we look at the hawk there, it's also a mech sort of thing. And I'm going, yeah, mm-hmm. we're seeing sort of like, I'm not saying it's steampunk, but it's definitely mech, mm-hmm. contraption mech. We're not going to get, you know, rifles or anything in the game. But I mean, when you see stuff like that, you kind of can't help but wonder for the future, huh? Yeah. Does make you wonder.
2: The armor does give me a Spartan vibe. Like the helmet. Ignore everything else. <laughs> everything else, though. <so laughs> <laughs> it does it does
1: it does have that vibe though. You're you're right. It does kind of have that Spartan sort of
2: Spartan yeah. executioner vibe, that is. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's pretty uh um thorny, spiky.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, I,
1: I love that I also, though. The Leviathan Zavara. Oof. Yeah, we're gonna piggyback like, off that.
2: I feel like they can also expand on this cosmetic set and make this for like sea for the sea, like ships, uh, yes. other scuba diving gear, maybe I don't
1: know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they they have a tendency to take all the cosmetics, and we see them implementing the game in usually a variety of different ways. Whether it's sort of, sort of a la carte pulling from cosmetic sets and, you know, kind of creating creating a hodgepodge of different outfits for the NPCs. Or you see like the the creatures running around the world. So even though you might get one as a pet or a mount, it's actually in the world somewhere too. Um, but that grappler, yeah, that's like, can you imagine that being like loaded on the front of a, I mean, come on, on a boat. You're not going to have a harpoon of some sort, a
2: grappler of some sort. be shocking. Sim, come on. It's an amazing name. Just say it, the grapoon. Say the gr- it with me, the, gri- the Grappoon. It's a gra- <laughs> grapoon. A gra-pin. The
1: Grappoon. The <laughs> Grappoon. It's great. They did us just,
2: just wins. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's really cool, man. They've they've been. I almost feel like they're uh, the the explanations for them all feel a little bit. Mm, I don't know, man. They just seem like they're a little bit more, I don't know, just sort of, like, fuller. They're just sort of fuller. I feel like there's, I'm not going to say there's, like, more effort put into this, but I do notice that as we're moving forward more and more, it seems that the explanations and the tie-ins to aspects of the game feel more and more prominent, whether we're talking about, like, social organizations or NPC, like, Structures in the game, whether it's characters or orders or churches or uh, taverns, even explorers—I mean, people that we're very likely going to see in the lore of the game at some capacity down the road. Yeah, and I just—I look at these, and it's—it's it's overall great. The metal hawk seems like if there's one thing in this whole, because I mean, accessories you're not using, right? They're just sort of there to look cool. The Grupoon clearly mean, ought to like be a be a thing, though. Just saying.
2: I if, if, like for the first time in a while, the housing looks amazing. Having the huge giant skulls on the housing is just like, cyclops whoa. skulls. <laughs> yeah,
1: they are. They're cyclops skulls. Very cool. Uh,
2: what about regarding? You
0: sure?
1: the- yeah, right. We write the right ones. Not something else. Who knows what that is.
2: Regarding the mount, it doesn't look like it is drawn. It looks like it has a 2D animation to it, but I'm not really sure. It's like a gut feeling. I don't know.
1: Is it possible that you're just seeing more of what you want because you're so excited about it? Being I don't so know, <laughs> I'm looking at that hawk, and I'm like, the metal hawk is like a big...
2: I'm just... I I'm just, I actually might buy the the... That cosmetics just so you don't ninja loot me. Every time you want to touch something, you just get spiked.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just take a grapoon to the face if you go for the like you know sticky fingers. Tim, oh there.
2: God, dude,
1: they just tag teamed on this. Was there like a discussion beforehand, or this just happened naturally?
0: No, it's it's called a wavelength.
1: We've been doing yes. this together for way too long. This is what's going on right here yeah, because me, you got-
0: <laughs> me and my Habibi making it happen, man. <laughs> yes, 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 Habibi.
1: unbelievable that might have been the intro clip for our youtube later but that was fantastic guys uh you not your comment because that was just blasphemous but everything else was great
0: (laughs) you know what i i really dig about this i can't wait to see this like in model form with all this bioluminescence man like especially like the the grapoon and like Mm. the pet mount situation i mean yeah this I mean, I guess that's the only ones that have it, really. But, you know, mm. definitely like that bioluminescence. Um, it just it, it's cool. The juggernaut wagon
1: me, is like seriously freaking.
0: Yeah, the juggernaut. Yeah, that that made me definitely made me think of like, you know, again, right. it It's not it's not like a Mad Max like vibe in like the like the skull and maybe the the animal, but like just the whole style of it just maybe really think of that like road warrior type of, of thing and yeah I just and and I think to your point around um the descriptions definitely agree and it just makes me pause to think how many different orders and like different nuances in the lore are we getting with each of these cosmetics as they build the world out again it's it's not as much about the look and feel, but it's about like the the lore that we're getting that's so fascinating yeah, about the world is absolutely. like you've got you know orders of giant slayers, which is like okay, now we've got now we need to have like specific things that are occurring in the world where these giant slayers would be relevant and what how did that come about, and you want to learn more about the lore behind this order. Yeah. right i mean you're you know you obviously there's like the the mainstream ones that are more like you know the light pack etc but right. just having this it just it, it's it's really cool and like at first like it took me a minute to kind of really digest all this but i expect this is once again going to be another shut up and take my money month
2: right i love <laughs> this
0: stuff I'm,
1: yeah i'm definitely getting the hawk for sure and i haven't actually got anything from these sets and like i think i got like maybe was it two last month i think i got the 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 cosmetic skin for the freehold and then um the pet but nothing else and then the month before i didn't i think the month before that maybe one thing so i've been much more picky now but that hawk is like really cool it gives me those vibes from like uh clash of the titans a little mech owl sort of vibe i kind of dig that sort of stuff um so that was really nice quite quite nice Okay, but this is a perfect lead in to our discussion that we're gonna actually talk about today, which is talking about Titanic creatures, large, big, massive bosses in the world. Now we've seen the uh Nagalith right, I think is what it's called. That is actually the um the sea boss. It's pretty huge. Another reason you're gonna need a lot more water, can you imagine that thing in like I don't know, man. I feel like that thing's gonna be big, not gonna dude. be swimming
0: around in a kiddie pool. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, all no,
1: right. <laughs> um, but okay, we've seen some of the massive creatures. We've seen some of the sort of bosses. We got like the 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 Cyclops we've got the Scorpion one we got that other one that was like clearly a behemoth that was set upon the world we haven't seen the full scale of that just yet comparatively uh, the one that's got like the tentacle things it's like the Doc ox Scorpion whatever that was um, that's going to be in the desert I believe so we've got we've gotten to see a lot of different like world bosses but we haven't seen like a ton of gargantuan massive behemoths and I guess my question would be, what would be some of your ideal creatures? And this question's for all of you here, too, whether you're watching this later or here with this live. What would be, in a perfect world, if you could see a massive creature out in the world of Vera, and you would be like, this feels like this This belongs in Ashes of Creation. What, what, what would be for you?
0: One thing I don't think we've really seen, like, as a world boss has been like elementals and i would love to see like some elementals like specifically because they talk about i mean obviously we we've seen dragons Mm -hmm. that embody elements already which is like i guess that's part of it but i would really like to see like actual elementals and unique elementals like not like cookie cutter with just a different color scheme their elementals right with little variation i would like to see like one of those things where you're like you're just traipsing around the world you're checking out a few different areas and then all of a sudden you just see this like hand come out of the ground and like tower this figure towering over you that you've just spawned this like elemental beast or something happens a world this elemental beast has spawned um i'd love to see something like that i'd like to see minor gods because i think we have a pantheon as well um i think that's would be important to kind of see too because just like um and if you look at ancient mythology you have like you know greater and minor gods i would love to see something like that too demigods right i think that would be really cool um to do that as many bosses they could be many bosses in dungeons they could be like world bosses mm-hmm. like or like preemptive like you know uh you know preemptive events before world boss bonds i would love to see something like that um yeah actually i was thinking of like um Arthas mentioned something about yeah. huge sandworm i'd heard about something in uh new world that um came out about a sandworm and that actually piqued my interest for a brief moment and then you know I came back to reality and realized that would be a waste of my time so um but it was interesting <laughs> to think about you know sandworms and like that kind of thing is this what can you do to really not only um create interesting creatures but create interesting encounters and have those encounters tied to the environment as well, like you know sandworms in the desert I know it's 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 very star wars or dune, but <laughs> I would love to see something like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Just sharing um, some of the ones that people in chat have been uh, sharing with us for the people watching on YouTube. Going ahead, uh, Faisal.
2: I mean, there is a lot of... I agree with most of what David said. There is a lot of mythology uh, that ties into this. Most of these huge creatures, demigods, uh, etc. come from uh like story tales and old old tales of the world, essentially. Yeah. What fits on Vera is really up to what they want to fit. They can make it make everything fit, <laughs> essentially. Um, um. Well, what I would love to see, and I agree with Daedalus on this as well, is more elementals. I do yeah. want to see like giant monsters, um, like earth elementals, st- uh, stone elementals, um, huge undead creatures, um, mm-hmm. stone stone constructs maybe made out of magic, all those things.
1: You know, what would be kind of a cool idea for me? I think those all of the ones in chat minus like the Pillsbury Doughboy and Michelin, man, I think the, the rest of them are really great. But those were kind of like where are all the guys and gals. I'm just kind of like you're trolling me right now. I was just like a never mind. Can we pause? Here's what I think would be cool. What if we got because I'm hoping we get to see the avatars of the gods in the game, right? Like the phoenix is the okay. uh, avatar, of the goddess of creation. So like some of the yeah. other avatars would be kind of cool. Um, maybe tying that into, um, maybe tying that into, uh, uh, like your religious orders and churches, right. To where like their potential to large animated loop bag-, bag, Leviathan at some work. Wow. Wow. Daedalus. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like partially hurt, but that's fine. Um, Yeah, as we talk about, like, different ideas, how about this one? The corrupt gods. Avatars. Now, if they tie the avatars to religion, right, and only churches exist in the game for the seven and not for the three others, then how do we make that work? Well, remember that Stephen made mention about the – this was on our show. This was on one of our podcasts, actually, and I need to go and do some research to dig in on this one. But talking about the Tolnar and the souls as a pathway and all that, I feel like there's going to be some sort of an interesting time with the Tolnar. They haven't confirmed it, but when I go back and I watched an episode of the last one he was on here and he was talking about the Tolnar mm-hmm. – it's hard not to think that there's like a tie in there. I feel like something might've slipped a little bit in that, in that discussion we had here. Um, anyway, I think that would be cool though. Just getting like these massive Titanic avatars for the others that sort of have to be checked. Now, who knows what they're going to be. That's, which just a guess at this point, we don't have really anything to go on for that whatsoever. Cause we don't even know what, what aspects that they had dominion over. All right, we, we don't even know all of the the gods yet and what their dominion fully is over. We know a handful of them, but not all of them. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where that goes now. Remember that Kickstart, Kickstarter perks actually tied into some individuals being able to create a world boss and have a version of it as a pet in the game for you. Remember, that's pretty exciting. Have you thought about what you'd want, Daedalus? Because I think that's one of your perks as well as mine.
0: I I have. Yeah. I have not decided what I want to do yet. Interesting. I I want it, and I don't know if this is gonna be possible, but I would like something that's like shape-shifting. I would not necessarily like during whatever fight, but I want it to be something like somebody triggers, and it's like, you know one of those like classic fantasy things, oh I had there's a wounded traveler, let me help them, blah, blah, blah. And they lead you down a path and then all of a sudden it's like, Nope. I'm evil and I'm gonna hurt ya. I <laughs> uh,
2: I want Steven Sandal. So anyone who steals my loot, I get to smack him with it. You want a Steven Sandal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> How about um well I don't know man. I just I wanna see some unique things. Like I actually for mine, I think what I've, if, if, you know, they're cool with it, I think I want to do a Simorgon. You're going, oh, you mean for you? Like, actually, I haven't ever really seen the Samorg like from Persian mythology in a game and actually done in a really beautiful artistic way. It's always, even the concept art for them tends to not really be that great compared to how they're described. Um, so I'd, I think I'd like to see just like a really beautiful Simorgon in, in the game. That would be cool. And if you don't know what they're supposed to look like, you're going, Oh, isn't that just like a phoenix? I'm like, not exactly, no, but they're they're really cool. They're similar in the mythology as a phoenix is in, in the other mythology, but it's definitely something to look at. Um they're really cool. And then some of you are gonna be like, Why isn't your avatar that exactly? And I'll be like,
2: Discussions?
1: We'll talk about the post show, perhaps, but
2: think of it as a medusa of, of phoenixes. No. It's a lie. <laughs> what? What? That's cool.
1: That you're wrong, (laughs) Medusa. What a horrible (laughs) thing to say, Faisal.
2: It has three antennas. (laughs) Granted, it's like four less, but like, hey. (laughs) Oh
1: my gosh! Don't listen to him right now. Ignore him. He's he's blasphemous and at best, unbelievable. Faisal, can't believe you'd actually be saying things like that to people why are you trying to get people to think i'm into dark horrible things horrific things what do you what let's let's check in on the poll real quick okay what are the what's the poll sim the, the
0: you mean the fixed poll where both answers <laughs> were essentially no you know right.
2: <laughs> i i
0: I, 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 while I may not be the most educated individual, I do know how to read. So I'm just uh, like, I read that. I'm like, really, man, man? Really? Cause it's like, I didn't fall for that trap. No, not, you did. <laughs> I saw a yes. I'm like, Wait, there, there's a, but here. There's,
1: there's no a but right. here. There was two answers only. There's no, but the question people are going, people on YouTube and on, and listening to this or on podcast places are right now are going, what are they talking about? Well, I'll explain. The poll was to request in chat, am I a dark overlord? And the winning vote said, no, of course not. 83%. It's a great But pursuit. what he
0: doesn't say is the other option was, yes, but I am lying. So either way, you vote, it's it's a fixed outcome, which, in my opinion, feels like very much the dark overlord <laughs> stuff in the day. yeah. So when somebody creates Uh, a poll where all answers point to the opposite of what they actually are, then see... (laughs)
1: It's evidence, by you have to have evidence. You have to have evidence to support that statement. Otherwise, well, the evidence is right
0: there in your fixed poll, no. bro. No,
1: you said other than, than what the truth is. You have to prove prove that what you're actually saying is true. Otherwise, you're just you're not truthful, man. Yeah, I don't know. know. I
0: guess I think if you really felt confident in what the uh, answers would be, right? you would actually put like a uh, an affirmative and a negative there, and not. Uh, you know, have both of them be like, "No, that's not true." I,
1: I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, wait, what, what's popping up on my screen? I don't know. I don't feel like I authorize this message. I got to get rid of that real quick. That's not, it's not important. <laughs> uh, let's just get rid of that real quick. That's <laughs> not really to see here, everybody. Uh, yeah. Anyway, talking about uh things about world bosses. Yeah, I'd be interested in knowing what all of you all think in regard to. What kind of awesome world bosses could exist in Ashes that you'd like to see? And I had some discussion points around this in particular, right? But I don't actually think I want to talk about it. It was basically things around like tricks of the trade on taking down and having an epic takedown for massive bosses. I even had some other questions related to creatures in the game, but I actually think that maybe... I'm going to avoid that for now because I feel like it's going to tie into something else down the road that we're going to do. But here's one question around a massive boss that I do want to ask a question about. Okay. What do you feel like the best boss fights should all have in common or include? Big epic scale fights like the Nagalith, right? Or, like one of these big avatars, like something gargantuan in the game that it takes way more than 40 people to take down. Like what is a common denominator that should be present? You think for, for pretty much any fight like that.
2: Easy. Before we start the fight, there's an emote that you can do and drink a tea time with the monster. Hazel, that's, that's very
1: self-serving. Want. That's a totally you thing. Tea time. You
2: you got you gotta you gotta feel for the creatures, bro. God, <laughs> you're about to kill the dude. Let him have his last moment.
0: <laughs> oh. you gotta have a poor one out for all the homies that died in previous fights with this boss. That's that's,
1: exactly. That's <laughs> a fair, that's, that's, that's a good one. What about you, Daedalus?
0: Um, I, I would say, like personally, I would love to see, like, um as opposed to world bosses just being damaged sponges and like you know i i do think like you know just based on what boss fights we've already seen situational awareness is a thing so i don't also don't necessarily see that as an issue but i think situational awareness is one like having like different types of phases that require you to think on your feet whether that's like certain types of damage that it's vulnerable to at certain stages like i don't know how this would work necessarily in um like the naval piece but having like some sort of like puzzle aspect to it or strategy aspect where it's not just everybody you know tunnel visioning on the boss right there's got to be other things and i don't just mean like ads because that could get old fast for a while but it's like even like more strategic things like you know if we had harpoons for example on the naval ships because we're on that kind of subject i would want okay we need to be able to fire x amount of harpoons to you know hold the beast for a little while so we can get some extra damage in at certain phases or we need to do that to maybe stop them from enraging at certain phases and we need to time that right Mm. that's like little things like that i think would be cool to see um being able to trigger environmental traps as well to help with the fight um just like again anything that gets people thinking on their feet and it's not just i'm focusing on like my spell buttons or my you know weapon buttons and i'm just kind of you know just uh uh just kind of uh you know just firing away and not necessarily worrying about anything else that's going on in the fight
1: yeah i really like some of these comments too so we got one from narrower here saying basically that i think all major boss fights need to seem near impossible unless players are super prepared yeah absolutely i think this one from brown rice is a good one too basically talking about the elements for example stuns heals taunts will need to be a thing and not just attack can't just mitigate mechanics i think that's also a really good one i think this one's a good one too and this one for me it might be talking a little bit more about maybe what the capability of commander like natural commanders will need to rise up on a server to wrangle the cats just running all over chaotically that's a good one too
2: i think a, a point that i would like to say that's mm-hmm. very important for such boss fights is predictability like usually when you go enter the boss fight you just memorize its animations boom 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 done you're able to do research beforehand. So why not mix it up and make it extremely hard <laughs> Yeah, and make it mm-hmm. extremely random? <laughs> yeah, unpredictable. What is it going to use?
1: I think that's actually really good because like, okay, in Ashes of Creation, you don't have add-ons, right? So yeah. I've got to learn the telegraphs. I've got to learn the animations. I've got to learn perhaps like you know, they yell and they yell this thing like, all will be purged from the lands. And when you see that shouting from the boss, you know that that indicates the boss is about to do something. So you have to prepare for that mechanic. So I think, I think that's totally a great idea, right? Like I need to know the mechanics, but just because I know them doesn't mean I can know exactly what order they're going to be in. So I can essentially know, you know, I don't really have to like stress so much about it every time. Cause eventually you do it 10, 20, 30 times, you know exact order you probably may not have to even pay attention to those things because maybe based on health pool whatever you just know what you have to do without having to pay attention what the boss is doing anymore and i think that's good because if you randomize that um, now you still need to know those things but you need to be more aware as the fights continuing to go on because it's not going to be in the same order you expected it to be every single time yeah Yeah, definitely like that
0: and something brown rice said made me think of something else that i think is super important i'm not sure why i didn't mention it before but i'm I'm glad he said that and made me think of it is make in every boss fight needs to make every archetype relevant so it's like i'm not going to go in and say okay well we don't need bards in this fight right yeah i mean i want every archetype i don't mean class because there's going to be different flavors of classes but you still need to make sure you've got some level of force multiplication some level of crowd control some level of damage some level of healing right some level of tanking yes and make those non-healing support classes like worth bringing um and ranged in melee as well because one of the things that I totally dislike about World of Warcraft is they make fights either one way or the other this is a very ranged fight or it's a very melee heavy fight which most of the time i guess i don't know whether it's my experience or what but it feels like most of the fights just suck for melee right i would like to be able to kind of see a good balance of that you don't necessarily have to have it be all or nothing in like different bosses it could be all or it could be one or the other during different phases of the fight as well and making it and even during those phases where I don't know, like just using a really generic example, when the dragon flies up and you know, melees is sitting there just chilling because there's nothing to do, give them something to do during those fights. Make sure people are fully engaged for the entire fight and each of the archetypes are relevant.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a where's it at right there? Uh sh- there was a comment. Yeah, this one from Nailor. I wanted to read this one too. When we talk boss fights, people often consider them to be guild activities. I would like to see mayors leading all the node citizens and some sort of support system for that in game.
2: Hell yeah, yes. that actually would be cool. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Leading all of your citizens to uh, some initiative. I mean, I think if you're awakening like some sort of like creature because you've hit a metropolis stage and every so often based on, I don't know, perhaps mining enough, you know, ore, which you don't know exactly what that's going to be. that like kind of like causes a spawn of like this massive dragon who's been awoken from a slumber again. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, is it going on? And, you know, the mayor's sort of like leading an initiative to get all the citizens to band together to to take it on yeah i I like that idea though i think that that helps to again go to focus on the greater community that is the mmorpg for the server specifically helps with server culture a lot too oh monster coin events is another good one yeah for the mayor led event i like that one as well um Okay, I had a couple other quick ones here and then we'll get on to the Pathfinder post-show. Again, that's the thing where I kind of chill with everybody in chat. We kind of follow up on some things that maybe we didn't talk about further. We piggyback some ideas. Sometimes you all help me to cultivate and curate an Ashes talk for the HQ YouTube channel, um, which we're going to have one coming out this Wednesday, which means we've actually got four to five days a week where we have videos going to HQ. So again, as we've been here... I just want to note this As we've been literally sitting here doing this live stream We have been gaining subs over on the HQ YouTube And we're at like 4 away from 5k So by the end of the night I feel confident we're going to hit 5k everybody So again you all f and rock That's amazing Okay I loved this There was a post on family summons And this is going to piggyback off of the guild uh, Reference that we had in a subtle way Family summons someone on the on the forums on the ashes of creation forum said, remove it because if guilds can't have
0: it, family shouldn't either. Thoughts. And it seems very trolly of a comment. <laughs> yeah, this <is> very.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and here's a, a better, deeper one. Uh, the short response is like. Oh, come on. Stop being so hard up for your guilds, man. Like, it ain't all about guilds as we just talked about, right? And this one was funny. I know RP servers have been denied at least for the time, but for the love of God, can we get something Anything that will ban real-life BS like politics from global chats. It's not even about RP. It's just about keep the toxic waste out of the game. Yeah, I know you can forward slash ignore or whatever, but on a healthy server, it's never-ending, and I just end up turning off the chat. Give me RP servers or give me death. Or no global I chat. I
2: those chicken flappers need to shut up. For once,
1: <laughs> flappers It has to be a troll post.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It's it's got to be. It's like and and honestly, it's like you don't need the developers to tell you whether or not a server is RP or not. You can yeah, you can exactly you can buck up. You know, RP let your chonies. You know, let your chonies drop and just you know buck up, right? <laughs> your you know, you just gotta. Drop. You just got to buck up and like organize it. Mm-hmm. And as far as like this ban request thing, I think he said it right. I just turn off the chat. I don't know. Like the first thing that I do whenever I created a character in World of Warcraft, I drop every channel that I didn't want to hear a peep out of anybody into a spam chat. There you go. So I could just go, hey, if I, if somebody says, hey, look at this in general, I can go to my spam chat, but I'm not, I'm not um, having to deal with it. On a normal basis, if I don't want to deal with whatever garbage is in there. And I think that's a good option as opposed to like banning it. It just it just seems like extra work. You can have an ignore feature or an Mm -hmm. ability to have your chat be modular. Then just do that.
1: Ooh, that that word modular. We come back to it so frequently, don't we?
0: Yes, we do
1: in regard to so many elements of the game and the systems that we talk about so regularly. And there it is so frequently beautiful thing um i don't know man you know sometimes you just gotta like create the story you want for a server it's kind of what it comes down to that's the uniqueness of the server though right the sure other games do have that but you gotta remember ashes of creation is not here to copy every other game be like let's make sure we include everything every other game's got like there's a vision there's a mission statement for the game there are things that are flexible but Come on, guys, you're coming in and trying to, like, get them to, you know, change the things that are, well, quite frankly, they're pretty rigid about. Like, this isn't okay, plan plan. This isn't changing, man. This is, like, not part of the plan. Hasn't been part of the plan for a very long time, five plus years at this point, at least. Right? So add-ons aren't going to happen. RP servers aren't going to yeah. happen. But every server culture is different. And you have the capability, player agency, to create help to reinforce and create some aspect of your own server story if you care about it enough and you, there's other people that want to be down with that then they'll bolster around you and it'll be a thing hell we'll be talking about it here right if there's like some really cool fun rp event that happened on a server when the game launches right people will be talking about it and people that are interested in that are going to probably be a part of it too Right, and therein lies the nature of server culture and history, and what makes it really cool about MMORPG is when you got your own server traditions and cultures and histories and moments that you remember when the person got a legendary or the first time everybody took down that crazy gargantuan world boss, the giant bunny that was trying to bleed everybody out, you know, or the the dark thank you, <laughs> you're welcome, or the dark guard bard named you know the dark herald the ashen the herald the dark herald the ashen herald i think if you see him around in some places he's usually hooded looks a little ominous potions and stuff i think you could probably expect to be there um i'm assuming and those things are probably toxic right they're probably like poisons right
0: You know i'm just <laughs> gonna call that week i'm just gonna call that week that's what i'm gonna do because it's like hey, hey, Sim, trying to trying to defer the dark over. he's look look what's behind me. What what's oh, behind no. me is riches, my friend. What's behind you is what? like the darkness and the depths. And Wait,
1: no, no. There's there's blue skies and
0: uh, dark ominous blue skies that are bioluminescent and <laughs> corruption, corruption on the ground.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is uh, not, it's it's really just not true, everybody. I just want to know people were okay. We've talked about this, like, ridiculous narrative so many times. I mean, clearly we're in favor for the post-show, but friends, it's been a good discussion. We got, like, what, one more coming up, I think, end of the month? And we got, like, oh, my gosh, we're actually going to have two more shows before the end of the month. Nice. That's crazy. Oh, that's because they did their last one on. It was actually a, a little bit more like cushion before the end of the month. It's fine. we got some fun things to talk about. And I think we're going to piggyback off that discussion point moving forward around bosses. And I, I think I really want to talk a little bit about like those massive epic takedowns. Like I think I want to transition next week to talk about massive epic takedowns, making it and I saw people in chat saying what's going to be really rewarding is going to be a really good loot like meaningful loot. And I think, you know, talking about gearing up our characters, I think that's something to get back down to again. I I know we come back to talking about every so often, but I don't feel like it ever really gets old talking about like gearing your character, talking about theory, crafting your character. And I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, sometimes it's important to place limits on things. And sometimes it's important that maybe some limitations are a little more flexible, so I just want to like tuck that away, let you all think about it, right? If you got some ideas, feel free to, as always, drop them in the comments on our YouTube channel or in the Discord channel over discord.gg forward slash It's literally where our community hangs in between all things Ashes or otherwise. And if you don't already have it, asheshq bookmark. Be sure that you go to asheshq.com, bookmark it. Toss a follow over to our Ashes HQ YouTube channel so you don't miss game guides, t- articles. Daedalus has had some articles coming out. We got Skylark, who curates our developer live stream outlines, all of the written format of that stuff, which people are using pretty, pretty consistently, from what I understand. And I'm sure at some point we're gonna have some RP articles too, because that's kind of a thing that's gonna be coming out. We just haven't gotten there yet. If you're uh, an RP role player and you really want to contribute, you know, slide into my DMs, let me know. Gentlemen, we'll be doing the post show here shortly. So stick around if you're interested. If you're not, all the best. And friends, we're going to go ahead and wind this down. Daedalus, then Faisal, why don't you, gentlemen, shout out your domains and where you reign and where people can find you when you're not on this podcast?
0: Sure, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube,
2: youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald.
1: Social bunny, Basil.
2: You guys can find me on Twitch as facel 108 and on Twitter as Bagel108. Bagel?
1: Interesting. Yes. Cool.
2: Everybody's been Bagel. What do you mean, Sim?
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's cool. It's, you know, kind of, I'm kind of feeling a little hungry right now, but it's fine. It's a, a nourishment thing. Friends, we may be at the end of today's show, but in closing, I got to tell y'all as usual. Whether you watch us live, you tune in to the YouTube VODs, you you listen to this, out and about, in between all the things. Remember, you don't just have to be here when we're live to be a Pathfinder. You, literally, all of you that share in this journey, you're Ashes Pathfinders, man. So much love to all of you, to Intrepid Studios, to my fellow co-hosts here. And until next week, live your best lives. Walk in the light. And not dark light. And have a great night. Friends, I'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.
2: <laughs> night, night. Good night. Good night, everybody.